Today's episode is brought to you by Jarja Media. Jarja Media uh, is actually a marketing company that I run. Whether you're looking for a CRM, a customer relationship manager, I personally built, took my own money, years of my own time to make sure that this was what you needed uh, as somebody in the real estate industry. Uh, also, within Jarja Media, if you need websites, if you need a transaction coordinator, like the idea that so many of you are still handling your own transactions when you should be out there creating new business, uh, we offer TCs, transaction coordinators, marketing reps, uh, whatever you need for that, make sure you check out jarjamedia.com, J-A-R-J-A-M-E-D-I-A, jarjamedia.com. At the same time, if you are in need of a coach, if you're in need of training, whether it's one-on-one -on -one coaching, whether it's training for you, your office, your managers, uh, or you're just looking to hire someone to speak at your event, you want the event to go really well, make sure you check out jaredjamestoday.com. Anything you need is there. Uh, check these places out. You are now listening to Today with Jared James. Hey everyone, Jared James here and welcome to episode 58 of Today with Jared James. As always, if you enjoy this, please give it a five-star review on the platform you're listening on. Uh, uh, give it a written review, that really helps us. Subscribe on there and share it with someone that you think would benefit from it. Especially today's episode, you know, I've really tried to get deep into this. We're, we're, we're right at the point of, you know, people are being quarantined and now they're starting to come out of quarantine. Different places are opening all across the globe. And, you know, I've been talking a lot about, you know, this, this surge that's coming, that, you know, all of this built up demand is there. And then when people get out of their homes, ultimately, there's going to be a surge. And, you know, uh, I'm saying this, and I'm not getting too many people who are really disagreeing with that. But one of the questions I've been getting from, you know, good people, like they've, they've posted it on my Instagram, they've posted it on YouTube, the videos I've done. Uh, I did a, a video last week on YouTube, the six reasons this is not a housing crisis. And people have asked, hey, that all sounds great and everything, but like, you know, what about unemployment? You know, we, we can think that there's this big surge coming, but if people don't have jobs, you know, what does it ultimately matter? And one thing I really want to preface because I, I really believe this, like, I can't stand it when people in the real estate industry, um, you know, act like, you know, no matter what, everything's always perfect. Uh, you know, there were trainers and coaches for years that taught everybody that no matter what's going on, is it a good time to buy? Yes. Is it a good time to sell? A good time to sell? Yes. Is it a good? And you just, you know, when you do that, you turn people off and you lose their trust because they, they don't believe you. You're just saying what it is that's in your best interest rather than what the truth is. Because the truth is the truth is the truth. Even if you tell somebody differently, you know, the market is what the market is, right? And, you know, so I did this. Um, so I want to be very clear that when I'm talking about this, I'm not just being positive. Uh, it's really what I see, you know, and I, I'm going to, I'm going to break down on this episode, why that is, you know, I talked, like I said, I just released a YouTube video last week. I put it on YouTube for the Jared James show. Um, and then I think I put up clips of it on Instagram and Facebook and stuff about the six reasons this isn't a housing crisis. And a couple of them, I think actually lend themselves to what I'm saying now, um, as far as how unemployment will affect the housing surge, right? Let's be very clear too, before I get into it. It's going to affect it, but I still think there's a surge coming. Okay, let me just let me just be very clear up front. And when I talked about those six different reasons, it's not a housing uh, crisis; it's a health crisis. I talked about appreciation, how things had you know appreciated too quickly before the last uh, housing crisis of like 2008, 2009. Um, you know, the next one I talked about, which I think does matter right now, was the level of difficulty to secure a loan. It was it's four times more difficult to secure a loan now than it was back in 2008. 
And that matters because you're lending to people who actually should be lent to. You know, for those of you that are around, you know, back 2005, 2006, 2007, 2008, you know, no documentation loans, no appraisals, these kind of things were common practice. People with 500 something credit scores, you know, basically for signing their name, were getting loans, you know, that they never should have gotten, right? And so the reason why this matters is because, you know, people have, like, for example, I did a training today. And on that training, one of the questions was, someone said, well, are you worried about, you know, because of all this unemployment, foreclosures going way up and people giving up on their homes again, turning in the keys and, you know, will there be some of that? Sure. But remember, number one, uh, it's, it was four times more difficult to get a loan now. So you have people who actually could afford it. They were in good financial positions, uh, buying homes, that matters. Um, the other reasons I talked about, which not all of them apply as much was, uh, for why it's not a housing crisis, you know, number of homes for sale, you know, uh, right now there's an undersupply, there's 3.4 months of inventory, whereas back then it was, you know, 10 to 12 months that makes it a seller's market right now, opposed to a buyer's market. But this one did apply. The fourth reason was total home equity used. So when you look at from 2005 to 2007, there was $824 billion drawn on from people's equity. Whereas from 2017 to 2019, there was only 232 billion, almost a quarter of the amount when there were more homes on the market. And home equity overall, why I think this matters uh, as far as who's in the homes, um, over half the homes in America have over 50% equity. Now that's not the story of, of what it was 12 years ago, over half have 50% equity. 37% of homes are owned free and clear. And so before I even kind of get into all of these other reasons that I believe, we, we need to understand that we're in a completely different situation right now. The housing market is completely strong. The housing market uh, is financially strong. It is, uh, it's got people in the homes that aren't gonna be giving up on them, that haven't over-equitized, uh, if, if that's even a word. Um, that, that, you know, from a financial standpoint should have had the home to begin with, you know, so it wasn't like one mistake, one, one, uh, bad, uh, thing happening to them away from having to foreclose on that home or miss a payment. That's not the situation that we're in right now. Okay. And yet we also need to understand during this time when we're saying will unemployment, uh, affect the housing surge again. Yeah, it's going to have some effect. I still think there's a surge coming, okay? We, we need to understand in this country, I know we have listeners from all over the world, but let's just talk about the US, but really it's a microcosm of the world overall, you know, because I was just talking to some of our students in, in Canada, and it's the same thing, right? You, you've got your places built up where um, they are kind of the epicenter, you know, New York City, Toronto. You know, Canada is very much Toronto and, and Vancouver as far as, you know, what they're seeing with COVID, just like in our, our areas, New York, right? When you watch the media, when you listen to the media, you've got to remember that they are out of New York, which means that their experience with this is different than the rest of the country. And, you know, I like to say we're in the same storm, but a different boat, right? Um, you know, I heard that recently, I forget where I heard it, but same storm, different boat. Uh, meaning that when you, when you look at this, you know, while everybody's kind of going through this, everyone's not in the same situation. You know, everyone's not New York City. And so the unemployment and, and those kinds of things are affected differently across the country, across the globe, because they don't have the same impact everywhere. You know, there's 850 counties in the U.S. alone that, that literally have not had one new case in the last, by the time you hear this, week and a half or so. 
uh, 29 states, meaning more than half the states have less than a thousand positive cases, not deaths, positive cases. That's not the situation in New York. That's not the situation in, in uh, you know, the tri-state area there. That's not the situation in some of these, you know, other places that you hear about more. Um, you know, there's the old adage, the squeaky wheel gets the, the, the oil, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. It's the same kind of a thing, you know, when you talk about reporting and, you know, you're always going to hear about the worst of places and, and not going to hear at all about the ones where it's not really an issue. Okay. And so we have to remember that we're in the same storm, but different boat. And there's plenty of opportunities all over the country uh, and all over the world where, where when they start opening up, which they're starting to do now, that demand is absolutely, um, uh, going to take heat. It's going to, it's going to take hold, you know? Um, there's, and by the way, even just from the opportunities from like what this has created, I mean, you've got people working from home and doing it successfully. And many people who weren't into, you know, working virtually with their companies, many owners and CEOs are going to start making the decision now if they don't completely get rid of their office, uh, to, to, um, contract or, or go from five offices to three offices or something like that. And something's got to happen with that space. You know, that space isn't turning into retail. Thank you, Amazon. And, you know, the one thing that hasn't gone down during this time frame is the population. You know, nine months from now, we'll have the COVID boom. Okay. And so they're going to need more housing. And I think those places are going to turn into uh, apartments and condos and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Like, even when you look at what's going on, the market dropped, and that's because people pulled their money out. And when you look at, you know, how money works, money really just moves from place to place. It's, it's paper with dead people on it. And it's only worth what it's worth because you and I agree it's worth that. If you hand me a $50 because you, a $50 bill because you owe me $50, your debt is considered paid because we both agree this is worth $50. It's paper with dead people on it. It's all it really is. So when you look at that and the market decreasing, that's because people took their money out of the market. Well, if you take your money out of the market, if you understand that money just moves from place to place, if you pay me to do something, I pay my staff, I pay Delta to fly me there, Delta pays their staff, my staff pays their bills, my, you know, money just moves around around. Well, that money that came out of the market has to go somewhere. And I would like to think that a lot of those people who had their money invested in the market and pulled it out are going to say, hey, you know what doesn't go down 20%? Housing, okay? And, and so that means I think a lot of people are going to start putting their money in that. Um, and so there's, there's those kind of things that are going to happen. But let's also look at, guys, you know, one of the stats that just came out, they showed the April housing numbers uh, in the U.S. and uh, the, the, it decreased by 20%. Pending home sales decreased by 20%. And the news media and many people were looking at this going, holy crap, this is the biggest decrease we've seen. And, you know, and they're like making it sound like it's this terrible thing. And they're absolutely ignoring the fact that everyone's inside. Like, of course it decreased. Like, are, are you serious right now? We, we went into a situation into the spring where uh, the demand was great. The interest rates are at, at record lows. Um, all of the numbers were indicating that they were going to be record years. And what's amazing to me is like when those stats came out and I saw that uh, it went down 20%, I didn't look at that as a negative. I, I literally stopped and I went, are you telling me that everyone's quarantined? People aren't just afraid to get around each other. They don't even make eye contact. Like if you go out in public, they think they're going to catch something by making eye contact. Everyone's locked up. Everyone's, and we still performed at 80% of what we did last year in a record year. We only went down 20%. We still sold 80%. 
how freaking strong is the housing market? Like, where were these people and who, like, that's amazing. Like, everybody's locked up and we still performed at 80%. That is absolutely amazing. If that doesn't speak to the coming surge that's coming, if we performed at 80% of what a record year did last year, if we performed at 80% with everyone locked up, what's going to happen now that they're starting to hit play on the economy and everybody's coming out and all of these people are, uh, you know, were locked up with their families and said, you know what, I'm not going to live at home anymore. And, you know, what's going to happen? Like, to me, that was more telling than almost just about anything I had seen that we still performed at 80%, uh, meaning we went down 20%. That's crazy. Without people prospecting, without, that's just that's absolutely crazy, okay? The, the other reason why um, I think that we're still going to have a surge, even though the unemployment numbers are going to be pretty bad, is you've got to understand how important real estate is to the GDP, to the, cro- the, to the gross domestic product. Um, real estate or housing-related expenditures make up over one-fifth of the full GDP. So it is in the country's interest to take care of housing, to take care of, of uh, making sure that it is strong. And when I talk about there still being a surge through all of this, let's remember that those people who went on unemployment and everything else, number one, they've got unemployment benefits as income. A lot of them are making more money than they were making prior to this. I mean, I, I legitimately, I was getting work done in my, in my yard uh, over the last month and we were trying to hire landscaping companies and trying to whatever, and trying to find a company that would work, not because they were afraid of each other, but because their workers themselves were making more money on unemployment than they were when they were actually, if they were to come and work in the yard, was astronomical, okay? And so we know that that's having some kind of an impact um, uh, because of these kind of programs that are out, that are kind of funding people during this time. On top of that, you've got people who are now starting to get their checks and get funded from the PPP program, okay, the payment, uh, the, uh, the paycheck uh, protection plan. Uh, you've got money coming in from the EIDL through the SBA that's happening. You've got people getting their income tax returns. You've got people like, there is a lot of things right now that are going to spur um, uh, the spring market. The only difference is the spring market right now is probably going to become the summer market because it backed it off because everybody was locked up in their house. But, but also when you talk about uh, the unemployment's effect on the housing crisis or, the, or on the housing market overall, you've got to understand that they're not always in direct correlation, right? If it was working the way that most of you thought, you would think that as the unemployment rate went down, that properties, uh, that property sales have gone up, right? And yet that's not the case. I mean, let's look at data. You know, I'm, I'm telling everybody uh, lately that, that, look, let's look at facts, not fiction, not what we think, not our opinion. I had a meeting this morning with my marketing team. And everybody's giving opinions on these different ads. Which one should be run? Which ones are going to do well? Which ones? I'm like, hey, guys, in the end, everybody's got an opinion. I care about the data. Let's run them and see what happens. Not our opinions, data. Data is all that matters. And so when you think that that's how it works with unemployment compared to housing uh, uh, stats, it makes sense that as the unemployment rate goes down, uh, uh, home pending, you know, sales uh, of homes goes up. It's not how it always works, though. Uh, Weirdly enough, it's not. The unemployment rate, and by the way, guys, a lot of these stats and stuff that I use, there's a great place called Keeping Current Matters that tracks this stuff, and I follow it very closely. Keeping Current Matters. If you're in real estate, you should be a part of them. You should be uh, uh, a member of theirs. You should be getting their information so you can share it with your sellers and buyers, the graphics they give you and those things. If you want to try it out, just go to trykcm.com. 
www.trykcm, like keeping current matters, www.trykcm.com forward slash Jared James. Okay. Um, you should all be using it, but let's look at this guys. The unemployment rate was rising between 1992 and 1993. So you would think home sales went down. Nope. They increased. The unemployment rate was rising between 2001 and 2003. And you would think, nope, home sales increased. The unemployment rate was rising between 2007, 2010, and home sales significantly decreased, okay? The unemployment rate was falling continuously between 2015 and 2019, and home sales remained flat, okay? There's not a direct correlation like that. You would think there is, but for whatever reason, there isn't. So while it makes sense with our logical mind, all that matters is data. All that matters is the facts. And if you're listening to this and you're in the real estate market, uh, you as a real estate person, a real estate pro, uh, should not have time to give your opinions. You want to look at what the actual data says. Because if you're going to be the trusted advisor, if you're going to be the person, the pro for that person, these are the kinds of things that pros pay attention to. Okay. I also think we've got some built up demand from the perspective that, you know, look, people who weren't planning to move now are going to. Okay. If demand wasn't high enough already and it wasn't, you know, we're in a situation where there's 3.4 months of inventory, which is nowhere near enough inventory um, to, to uh, you know, that's needed for all the demand that's, that's, that's out there to supply for the demand that's out there. Now you've got a situation where people have been locked up together. You've got kids who live with their parents who are old enough to not, who thought that they were fine with it, but are now over it. And when this all opens up, they're like, I'm going somewhere else. I'm going to go buy a condo. I'm going to go, you know, that's absolutely going to happen. Okay. People, uh, who it's the ultimate contradiction, right? It's like an oxymoron. Um, we're in this time right now when, you know, it's like, Oh, the, the good thing about this is that it brings us back to what matters. You know, let's just simplify life. What matters relationships, people, you know, none of that matters. None of those big houses, none of that matters. And yet at the same time, while we're saying, you know, this thing has brought everybody back to what matters, people, relationships, whatever, the truth of the matter is, um, what's also happened is that it's let everybody know, I need a bigger house. <laughs> I need more walls. I need a bigger house. I need more gadgets. I need more. And so it's this ultimate contradiction. On one hand, it show us, shows us what matters. And on the other hand, tells us we need some more of this. We need some more space. We need, and there's absolutely... Uh, people that are going to be in that situation who are going to look to move up or going to look to move out, you know, where they were. So, so yeah, I mean, is the unemployment going to affect, is the unemployment rate going to affect the coming surge? Sure. Um, it doesn't mean the surge isn't coming because I'm telling you right now, guys, as sure as I understand anything, uh, I think it's going to be waves of a surge, meaning that it can't all happen in one month because there's not enough supply to do that. Okay you ultimately need more of a supply in order for that to happen. So, so there is a surge coming. Uh, it's, it's, it will be weathered by the fact that there's only so much supply out there, but don't think that your unemployment rate affects uh, the, the, the housing surge or the housing market overall as much as you might've thought it had. Okay. And so for right now, what I want to tell everybody listening to this before that surge comes, look, the time of opportunity is not when you take advantage of opportunity. Um, meaning that, you know, by the time you usually see an opportunity, by the time you read about a stock in a paper, it's too late. You know, I, I had a, a situation, my kids wanted to go running with me a couple weeks ago. 
I said, great, I'm going in 45 minutes. Make sure you're ready. Get dressed, stretch, do the, we'll go in 45 minutes. Awesome. I go get stretched. I go get ready. Come down 45 minutes later. I'm like, I'm going for a run. They're like, wait, I got to get my shoes. I got to go. Nope, missed opportunity. You got to prepare beforehand. And just like a spring market, uh, you know, when a house is listed, that's not when it's listed. It was listed two months prior. It was just put on the market at that point, but it was locked up by that agent beforehand. The surge that is coming in the coming months is not being won in the coming months. It is being won right now, okay? So all of us need to understand that. We need to understand that as things are opening up uh, and otherwise, you know, our message can now start to change a little bit. Um, you know, we don't, we don't have to be just service first. We can now start to be soft closing, soft, uh, you know, uh, reaching out and prospecting and doing those kinds of things. Uh, we need to be working on our nets, so to say, getting our CRM set up, uh, getting, you know, I did a, a great training on setting your CRM and your systems up. It's on our YouTube channel. Um, you know, you need to go watch that and put in that work because ultimately those that prepare right now are the ones that are going to win when the opportunity is even is here. If you wait until that moment, when it finally gets here, you'll be like that bear coming out of hibernation and you're going to miss the opportunity. And I'm telling you right now, guys, I don't want that for any one of you. I want you all to be able to take advantage of it. And, and so, yes, unemployment should affect it a little bit, but, but overall, guys, there's a surge coming and you're either going to be ready or you're not. Thanks for listening to my podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, there's a few things that I'd like you to do. Subscribe, share this with someone you know that you think would also benefit from it. Leave a review on the platform that you're listening on. And do me a favor, go over to connectwithjared.com. Connect on all the platforms I'm on, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, YouTube, all these places. And do me a favor, leave me a message. Let me know what you enjoyed about the episode. And more importantly, let me know what you'd also like to hear about moving forward. 